to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 night the Lord began to change my message and I didn't understand why he changed my message um I didn't understand why but there are some things that he began to talk to me about and I'm about to share with you some very important things if you would kindly stop all the movements I'd be very happy except those that serve Thank you. And at this time, the Lord began to move me towards a different direction, and I was wondering why. But then I went to sleep. Today I slept around 15, somewhere there. And I was just taking a nap because I have to wake up and get ready. So when I was in my sleep, When I was in my sleep, um, there's, there's an angel that I know I work with. I know that angel. Now, even if you don't know your angel, don't have them. Don't try to start looking for them. But if the Lord gives you that opportunity to see the forces around you, that's great. But this particular angel, I know this angel. I know how that angel looks like, and I know their height, because they have a certain, they are so tall. Uh, but this time I was with my friend, Apostle Fred, in the room. Now, this message is so important, and we were just chatting. Then suddenly, the other side of the room, there was a bright light, a very bright light. I was like, mm, what's going on here? And then I heard. Come out. I want to talk to you. Apostle Fred and I were like, no, we're not going. Because <laughs> of the, now if it comes to the supernatural, please excite me. But there was a level of glory that I saw on that angel that I have never seen before. And then the angel was on the other side of the room, and then the angel was knocking. I want to talk to you. We're like, mm, just the light that was coming. You know, there are certain when God shows you one day, John, after seeing many visions, met an angel. After seeing many angels, when this angel showed up, 
John, the apostle of Jesus Christ, knelt down to worship him. The, the angel had to tell him, ah, I'm, just, I'm just a servant, my good son. Because sometimes they come in a glory that when you look at them, you just wonder, wow, how can God do that and still live in me? You know? So it's a myth. Someone said, so we refused. I was, he started asking, say, okay, give me a pen and a paper. I want to write something. We wanted to say, suddenly a pen and a paper appeared. <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's strike it. We'll give you by the door, then you can write. <laughs> you know that way you, you open the door, not ajar, but just slightly. The angel was like, just come out, I want to talk to you. We're like, no, sir. <laughs> and then we got the pen and the paper, and then we we passed them. But as at the time we were doing it, the angel disappeared. Got back to normal. Ourselves with the post, they were like, ah, can you imagine as deep as we are? <laughs> can you imagine with an angel? I was so disappointed. <clears throat> we went outside in the living room. And then we found a friend of ours from a certain church. Or what she was calling a traditional church. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but this is a friend of ours. And he was fast asleep. We looked at him, says the angel was right beside you. He's like, such things there is no. <laughs> we are trying to make him know that such things are there, but he went back to sleep. We were so disappointed. Then, when we went back into the kitchen, when we, I was about to escort him, we went into the kitchen, we found that angel. Now, this time, he had reduced his glory. But he was in a form that can that could enable us to communicate without freaking out. And we were, you are here. No, we didn't wait in. So he was like, forget that. So he started telling us. He, he started telling us something. He started, and he said, This blessed me even when I woke up. Because even when I woke up, I was feeling the presence of the angelic just around the house. Just, you know? And something he began to tell me. And my friend, he started telling us about the father and what the father was telling the angel to tell us. He was like, you guys, the father loves you. Ah, he loves you. Like, you're so wonderful in his sight. You're so precious. Now, that message sounded like he was talking to a lot of us. Like, when he was talking to me, he was talking to everyone at the house of the faith church. And when he was talking to our you could feel that. Not the way you feel like God's about to judge you or something like that. You could feel like the, the father loves you with so much tender love. Like, I've never... No, sometimes when we think of the father is like, he's just like wearing a white kimono and a long beard with a white beard with a bald head. And a whip waiting for you. Like, he's just waiting. Sometimes people think of it like that, and then the Holy Spirit is like the sweetheart. But, <laughs> you know, the Spirit is like that. The Holy Spirit is like that. But when He is angry, He makes things tremble. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ called the Holy Spirit His Father. He said, The works which I do. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth them. He called him. Do you know what the Holy Spirit did? 
The Holy Spirit got, let me tell you what, maybe it was something you've never thought of. He got God the Word, who was fully God. Philippians 2 says, although he was in the very form of God, possessing the very attributes which make God God. So Jesus, before he was Jesus, he was God the Word, which means he was just within God the Father. Because John says, no one has seen the Father except him who comes on. So that means the Spirit of God, God Jesus, the Word, reduced him into an egg and put him in the womb of a teenager. That, that should be your father. <laughs> that should, imagine what the Holy Spirit can do. Because the angel said, the Spirit of God will overshadow you. So the Spirit of God took of God the Father and reduced him to a human being and put him in the womb of a teenager. <laughs> God Mary. So, anyways, I just wanted you to know a little bit about the whole back on that topic. And so, um, he began to just, and who was so filled with the love of the Father. Who was so filled with the love of the Father. I've never felt like that. I felt so loved by the Father. And I want you to know, God loves you. You know, even when people will be going to hell, they'll be feeling the love of God. It's that deep. <laughs> I know you weren't expecting this word, but I just thought I'd put it out there. But that's how much God is love. But remember also God is justice. And then he, is, he, was, he began to tell us, I have to get going. I have to get going because I've been called. And then he, he, he stepped and then he disappeared. He, he flew up into the... Yes. Now, immediately after that, Immediately after that, um, we were taken to a place. Let me put it this way. Immediately after he left, the heavens opened. And I've never seen such an innumerable number of war angels coming out. They had daggers. They had swords. They were powerful. Some of them look like they are made of metal. Now, a doctrine because experiences can't tell you because they may bring about like but that's why personal experiences are like that but there were angels I've never seen that form of those forms of angels ever before and they were coming in there thousands from the heavens like there was a portal that was opened and they were coming now all of these were angels so they started coming and I, I remember like six of them, I was with Apostle, they came, they threw swords and daggers at us and just a lot of things. And we were, they threw those things at us. And then they lifted us and flying on their wings and we began going. And I just felt there was a war. And you know, when God is to fight, you just feel like someone is about to scatter, not me. We had that feeling where you just know you're more than a conqueror. I may look like this, but I was had all these muscles going on in the spirit. You know what I'm talking about? And I, by the way, I do have the muscles. I just don't like boasting, so I, I had them. It doesn't matter what you think. My wife thinks like that. That's what matters. Anyways, so I, we reached there. We're just feeling like something is about to scatter this side. Then we stopped somewhere. And we found a minister of the gospel. This was a minister of the gospel. It's like the angel stopped us to observe something. 
Now, this minister of the gospel was trying to proceed and go somewhere. But then, it's like there was a man who had stood before him. And that man was not going to allow him to go. And then, there was this person who was called the wise man. The wise man was trying to show him how to get over the giant. But he was just not focusing. He was so frustrated. The wise man gave him a sword. Strike it. He refused. Then the wise man kept saying, you are not eating your peanut butter. And then he was interested in the peanut butter. He just wanted to strike the man. He was so frustrated. He says, no, use the peanut butter. You see, it doesn't make sense until God shows them. He says, use the peanut butter. Now he brought a whole, a whole basin of peanut butter. Look, you are not lacking anything. Get the peanut butter. He was just refusing. No. And then the wise man just went behind him, dipped his hand into the peanut butter. And he says, now, you see, and then a huge sword came out of the peanut butter. He says, you should be eating this. And then he says, when you do this, you have the precision of an angel. And then, and then he said, now strike. And the guy struck the giant. The giant fell. And the guy started going. And we all went up and we started rushing to just go and scatter something. Someone says, scatter. So we, that's how I, I woke up. That's how they and when I woke up, there was just this whole spiritual traffic going on. And I understood why the Lord had given me that, that what the Lord was beginning to change my dream, my, my message for today. And I want to share something with you today. Everything is interconnected. The times that we are living in, I'm going to connect. I want you to follow me closely because the dream that I've given is in line with the reason why God changed my message at 03. Because of the we are living in. Now, I don't know, do you, do you have the sensor here? Sorry? Okay, come and do your thing here because I feel like maybe you've put it wrongly. And I'm unable to Let's read a few scriptures. Someone say, I'm ready. The book of Romans chapter number 5, verse 20, the Bible says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. And if you don't attend discipleship class, this will be, this will be Greek to you, the first part. But then I want you to look at the, the second part, which is, But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Hallelujah. I want us to look at um, 1 Peter chapter number 4, verse 10, and I'm reading from the NKJV. As each one has received a gift, someone said, I've received a gift. There's no person who has received Jesus Christ who does not have a gift to serve. Because the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 7, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the profit of everyone. So if you are unprofitable, as a believer, you are likely to go to hell. Because you are saying, I've not received any gift, but you have the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. Do you remember the parable of the talents? The guy who hid his talent was called you unprofitable servant. And he went into God is a business God. He wants profit. So your works are important. All right. 
minister into one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That means the many-sided grace of God. If anyone speaks, then he cites a few. Let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as the ability which God supplies, with the ability which God supplies. That all things, that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, I want us to look at it from the Amplified Classic, and this is what it says. It says, as each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, so two dimensions of gifts, the word is charisma there, and it basically means, it means gratuity, but it means divine endowment. And I like the division there because it talks about a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. There are things that have a more spiritual manifestation, but there are things which are physical in manifestation, but they have a spiritual source. So those are the two different kinds of manifestations. Romans 12 um, and 1 Corinthians uh, also 12 itself discuss these things. All right, so he says, Employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. Hallelujah. The word trustees also comes from the word managers. We've been called to be managers of the many grace of God. So all of you are managers of the many-sided grace of God. Now, in my moment of meditation uh, last night, or is it early this morning at 3, around 3 a.m., the Lord began to inspire certain thoughts on me. And I'm going to try to explain a, a prophetic word. I'm going to try to teach a it's very difficult, but the grace is sufficient. The Lord began to talk to me about how the human body functions. He began to talk to me about cells in particular. And the Lord began to show me that the immune system of a human being is based on the cellular structure and how it functions, and especially the white blood cells. Now, I'm going to show you a few functionality of the human body um, are merely illustrative but not exhaustive. And I'm going to ask all of you scientists to please bear with me because there were so many details but I could only get what we could all digest. And all the doctors said amen. amen. Dr. Chisa, Dr. Rachel, all of you guys, kindness is a fruit of the spirit. For example, some kinds of white blood cells include neutrophils. They make up roughly half of the white blood cell population. They are usually the first cells of the immune system to respond to an, to an invaders to, to an invader such as a bacteria or a virus. As first responders, they also send out signals alerting other cells in the immune system to respond to the scene. So you're seeing the intelligence of God. Are you seeing the intelligence of God? So this, this is a kind of white blood cell, and that is its function. As we go on, you also find, oh, there's a fun fact here. 
you may be familiar with the appearance of neutrophils as they are the primary cells present in passing. Once released from the bone marrow, these cells live for only around eight hours. But around 100 billion of these cells are produced by your body every day. Can you imagine? Billion, not one billion, that's already a lot. 100 billion. Isn't God so smart? All right. But I don't think that was a fun fact. I don't know why you've all agreed. It's not so much fun, but since you've all agreed, let's go on with it. Then there are eosinophils. They play a role in fighting off bacteria and are very important in responding to infections with parasites such as worms. They attack and kill parasites and cancer cells. Are you seeing that? And help with allergic risk different from the others, but they are working together. Are you seeing that? And then, uh, these cells account for no more than 5% of the white blood cells in your bloodstream, but are present in high concentrations in the digestive tract. Why? Because when you are eating, that's where there are bacteria, the things that you eat. So God has set a system so that if you eat things, those cells will come and do their job and make sure you're not infected. Goes to start a medical career. <laughs> After all, my name is Kaira, so it runs. Okay, I can do all things. Um, can you focus? Okay, we looked at this one, right? We also looked at this one. Good. All right, so we've got basophils. These small cells seem to sound an alarm when agents invade your body. They secrete chemicals such as histamine, a marker of allergic disease that help control the body's immune response. Different kinds of cells. You're seeing that? I'm not going to get into biology examples and all those kinds of things. Then we've got lymphocytes. And lymphocytes are also in types, which are further divided into B cells and T cells. They are responsible for specific recognition of foreign agents and their subsequent removal from the host, that means the body. B lymphocytes secrete antibodies, which are proteins that bind to foreign microorganisms in the body tissue and mediate their destruction. So, for example, let's say you know how the vaccine works. Or if, let's say, there is a strange protein in your body of a germ or something, they are called antigens. These kinds of cells recognize that this is a foreign body and does not belong here. So they release antibodies which go and attack those antigens or foreign, uh, foreign bodies and kill them and get rid of them. Are you seeing the different ways in which they are all called white blood, but they work differently in order to promote the, uh, the immune immuno health of an individual. Hallelujah. Uh, we've got more information. Typically, T cells recognize virally infected or cancerous cells and destroy them, or they serve as helper cells to assist in the production of antibody, antibodies by B cells. Someone say hallelujah. Look, this is God talking to me, so I'm just giving you the way it came. You have to be patient when learning from God because God is going to be talking to you very differently. 
Also included in this group are natural, natural killer cells. So you know, imagine there are even natural killer cells in your body. So named for their inherent ability to kill a variety of target cells. In a healthy person, about 25 to 33% of white blood cells are lymphocytes. Someone say, I love my lymphocytes. Okay, we're going to look at the last one. Don't worry, it's going to get so easy. Monocytes are a type of white cells, like other white blood cells. Monocytes are important in the immune system's ability to destroy invaders, but also in facilitating healing and repair. And mainly, researchers say that these are responsible for facilitating healing and repair. Okay? So, very important. If you're damaged, they are involved in the repair. Someone say, I love my monocytes. <laughs> Now, I'm going to show you something very special that I want you to look at. According to an article, let me just show you this table. According to an article, an Ameri uh, according to an article in the American Family Physician, this is a journal, the normal range per cubic millimeter of white blood cells based on age. Let me say that again. No? So that means there's a certain quantity every person should have. I'm about to make a dangerous point. Please follow me. You are not lost. Okay. So, the, there are there's a specific measure of these cells you should have, and they measure them, okay? And they measure them with this uh, measure called the cubic millimeter. So, for example, in an infant, you've got 13,000 to 38,000 per cubic millimeters of cells. In two-week-old infants, you've got 5,000 to 20,000. That means that's how many cells they should find in you, according to your age, for the white blood cells account there. In an adult, 4,500 to 11,000. Okay? Now, there are, there are reasons that sometimes when they come to your blood count, they find that, for example, you're supposed to have a certain amount, they find you have more you have more than you are supposed to have. And sometimes this is how they know that there's an infection in your body or there's something you are dealing with. When they measure the amount of the white blood you're supposed to have, then they find you have more than what your age sponsors. Then they know there's an infection somewhere here. And here are some of the things that could be the cause of a lot of white blood cells that you are supposed to have. Allergic responses such as dew, to an asthmatic attack, okay? So there is an attack on your body. So the immune system has to respond. And how it's going to respond is by over-increasing the number of white blood cells to fight. Are you seeing that? So the presence of the white blood cells indicates the attack that you may be going through. That may cause things like burns, heart attack, and trauma can also increase the production of the white blood cells. Someone say he's going somewhere. 
Okay, inflammatory conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, or that other sickness. Then we have infections such as bacteria, viruses, fungi, or parasites. So the amount of white blood cells in the body helps them know when they're over increased that, okay, this person has this issue going on. When you are stressed, when you are stressed, you also have an increase in the white blood cells that are in your body. Someone say, I'm learning something. And there are also surgical procedures which can temper and can cause the death of your cells. And that can cause more to be produced. Some surgical produce, uh, procedures can cause injuries. And, for the re and the response of the immune system is to increase the production of white cells to deal with uh, inflammations. This is what the Lord was talking to me last, about last night. He was just biology and how it works. And then he took me to the scripture that we read earlier, which says, in Romans chapter number five, which where sin abounded, abounds. And then he began to tell me the same way that the human body works, that an increase in white blood cells is an indication of a wrong. It's the same way that when there is an indication of when you begin seeing the manifestation of many angels, as you saw, it means there are problems in that generation that need to be dealt with with a higher force. And so in this day and age, because of the issues that are going through, because of the changes, uh, the, 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 social, the social dynamics, the political changes, the biological changes, the release of demon spirits, it's like in our generation, there has to be a release of heavenly force. There's a God we call Jehovah's above, and he reveals himself in the book of Malachi. He says, bring, he says, for example, bring a tenth, your tithe, to the storehouse. And, and try me, says the Lord of armies. That word heaven armies is the word Jehovah's above. It means the Lord of angel armies. Now, why specifically does God address himself as God of angel armies. Why doesn't he address himself as Jehovah Jireh? After all, he's talking about provision. Why doesn't he name himself as Jehovah, Jehovah El Shaddai? But in particularity, he addresses himself in that scripture when it comes to finances as the God of angel armies. It means there is a battle on your finances that requires angelic activity for a believer. Money is very spiritual. And I can tell you, there are angels who fight for your finances to make sure they are in place. But you know, finances are an issue of principle. Because the Bible says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. How does God do it? He releases his angelic hosts. And they come to make sure that, okay, they check. Is he a tither? Yes. Okay. You don't touch his money. Whoever wants to steal your money, they are not going to touch it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking you a little bit into how the realm of the spirit works. In 2013, my friend and I had an experience. My friend, Apostle Fred, had an experience where he just came back home running and he was like, ah, you won't believe what I saw. I was like, what did you see? Then he said, I was the bus. Then I was seeing some buses at angels. Some buses did not have angels. I was like, but how? Then he was like, what the Holy Spirit told me is those who had angels die. Those angels don't die. From then, we didn't really have a, a but from then, we just began being afraid that mm, you cannot have angels. We should be tithing. Ah. So we, we decided, ah, it's not going to die thing. I say. <laughs> Don't judge my nyanja. 
Follow what I'm trying to tell you. So we just kept being faithful. A few years somebody died and I was praying for them. Then when I put my hand on them, I saw a traffic of angelic activity towards their finances. That's 2017. From 2013, I only got the revelation in 2017. Sometimes just obey. Understanding may come later. That's why the Bible says to obey than do sacrifice. Okay? You, sometimes you can't make up for your disobedience, no matter how much you try. Haven't you read what it says of Esau? It says, although he sought the blessing with bitter tears, there was no place left for him. He said, is there, is there anything I can do? I can do anything. I can go and kill animals. He said, no, it's too late. Why? Because he disobeyed. Beans. Paddy beans. Ashisha birthright. This kind of eating you people like, you should be careful. We are all fasting. You, you look for a reason. No, uh, I'm on medicine. You, you are taking that sweet vitamin C, then you want to trouble us. Hello, this week we are beginning a fast. You shall fast. You shall. <laughs> the Lord will give you grace. Just for a week, sis. Oh, even the brothers, just in case they feel. Because that's why there's even a problem. Okay, so all of you have to engage in fasting. Someone say, engage in fasting. And I began to see when I woke up that in this day and age, because of the things that are happening, because of the attack that is on the church, because of the things that are going on, and they are not just conducive for our existence, God is relieved multifaceted graces. That's why I read you the first scriptures. The graces have increased. Even the kind of angels. Look, now I'm going to give you, I don't know. I don't know if angels get promoted. I've seen that angel before. He works with me. <laughs> but I've never seen him in that glory. But when he came, he had to put that reduced glory so that we interact. It means God is promoting even the angels. Now, I know this. Let me also tell you another mystery. The more you are faithful in ministry and in serving God, even the angels that God gives you, God begins to promote them. Sometimes you find the more your ministry grows, the more the grace begins to increase. Let's say we are calling it grace so that it's easier for everyone. But that grace comes in the manifestation of angelic activity. And they are working, working to make sure that you are blessed, to make sure that you don't lack. Or how, how can one man have the ability to gather thousands of people in one place. You grew up with them together. Sometimes you must begin to notice that there's something supernatural. About. Sometimes even in the family, there will be one person who will be. Can you imagine there were people who were actually born from the same Jesus. They used to eat, sit together, eat together, sleep on the same bed. Same womb. But he was Jesus, they weren't. It takes maturity to recognize grace among those you've grown up with. So, there's this thing that is beginning to happen. God is releasing multifaceted graces. There are, I'm speaking very prophetically. There are dimensions of power that the church is about to begin walking. This is not just about us, the house of the we have to begin stepping up in faith because there are dimensions and manifestations of the spirit we've never seen before that we are about to begin seeing. 
Even the nature of the dream that I had. Can you imagine the, the dimension of clarity? It means the Lord is pulling the church. These are the end times. The Bible talks about in Hebrews chapter 6, those that have tasted of the powers of the age to come. There are powers of the age to come. This is a way of the supernatural. Have you noticed already the testimonies that have been coming in? The things that have been happening? It's supernatural. It's supernatural. This is like the next level glory. The next level glory is like from one ladder to the other. This is like a ladder. You cannot be a believer not be supernatural. When you hear, as I was praying, the Spirit of God began to speak, ah, Spirit, you know, become this time, right? <laughs> How can you be a bunch of unbelieving believers? That is not the will of God for you. This year, God wants to actually develop a hearing and talking relationship with you. You should I know exactly what I need to do this year. Because as I was praying, the angel of the Lord came to me and this is what, why not? You need direction. You need the manifestation of the Spirit in this year. And I began to wonder, as I was meditating on these things, I began to ask the Lord, what is the proportion of the release of the angelic? Because we were discussing very scientific things. So I thought, let me also begin to ask him mathematical questions. And the Lord began to explain to me, ah, do you remember when we were beginning this year? Glory to God. For thus is the Spirit of God. Write down every word that you hear. You may not understand it in the moment, but as you progress, I'll bring everything into fruition. And understanding and writing down what you hear, as I say, is a sign of faith in my word. And that is the seed for manifestation. As I keep month to month, even the intensity of the grace that you're going to experience will be increasing. Just like I said in my word, that the light of the, of the righteous is like the light of the morning, of the dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until it reaches full intensity. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That's what I said in other tongues. So, the Lord began to, you know, the Lord is taking me back to a number of things that he told me. Now, I don't know if, I, I don't want to feel like I'm too far ahead of you. But I want you to follow because these are things that the individual believer has to begin experiencing. I'm talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm talking about when they call you a believer, they know that mm, these are those strange guys. The Bible says the following signs shall follow they that believe. This is not even who they are. These are just signs. How do Someone is a believer. Says, "In my name, they shall cast out demons." In this era that we are getting in, you won't cast out demons like never before. Because this, and I speak as I as I feel and as I perceive, there's been a lot of demonic activity that has been invoked from hell to come and infiltrate the earth. So the first sign of a believer there is cast out demons. Yeah, you must be able to. So don't, when someone manifests, don't say, oh, we're waiting for the pastor. No, you same one, do it. The Bible says my responsibility is to teach you the work of ministry. And drink coffee. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are, we are in that period where the Spirit of God wants to show up in his children. Haven't you read that the light shines in the darkness? 
It shines. The Bible doesn't say it lights up. No. Lighting up is good, but the Bible says shines. It's time for you to shine in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I began to ask the Lord the proportionality of the release of angelic beings. And grace is not just in angelic manifestation. Some of you begin to pray in tongues. You've never prayed before. And you know, when you're praying in the spirit, you can tell what this katang is fresh. You can tell the somewhere the Lord is leading. Come on, Lord, let's do this. You, you, you can even feel it. You can feel it. You can even feel the interpretation. It's about to slap. You even know. You don't want anyone to disturb you. Some of you will find yourselves praying for hours on end. I remember the, uh, the, the previous night we were praying. I said, Deacon Joe, Deacon is beauty. Who else was there? Yes. So, you know, we started midnight prayers. We ended them at zero one. So, we were done. Just continued speaking in tongues. You know, there's that thing that we all do. And praying, you take 30 to 40 minutes just praying in the spirit. You know, that thing we all do. So, I just thought, let me do that. Just one of those things to exercise myself in the spirit. I can't do that. Now there were brothers and sisters around. So, first it would be my one to suddenly leave. Then secondly, the fire is there. So we just kept going. Just when I thought, okay, at least someone is tired. Just to hear Katikon this beauty. Come back, don't say that. And this prayer, this prayer Sunday we are going to have. It better be packed here. Because from the start of the service to the end, not prayers. Someone say, Mapempelo. So we just kept going and going and going and going. As at the time I was realizing, one hour had passed. It was zero two. I was like, what? I'm going. <laughs> but, you know, it just felt like going. Even when I switched off, I was just going going. But in that moment, where's Joshua? Joshua had an experience. I don't know if he traveled. But serious. And he said he slept. And when he slept someone came to pull his front upper jaw. I know, right? Now, that's not witchcraft. That's witchcraft. But then, when he slept, he left the prayers going. Now, he said, he see me in a hoodie. And I was wearing a hoodie. He says, he began to see me in a hoodie. And the more, the more he heard me pray, he said, you prayed in tongues for a long time. Now, he was not there. He says, but the more you prayed, the more that thing began to weaken. It's like, in that moment, I began to see it raining fire. And I powers of witchcraft had been Powers of witchcraft had been broken. Hallelujah. So, there are dimensions that God is calling us children of God. There's a kind of Christianity that God... Look, we shouldn't say, no, we are just waiting for the Lord to come. It's too painful. We are going... I refer I was praying and I was saying, no, 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 no. Let me take you a little bit into my prayer time. 
These are the days of Daniel. The days of Elijah are gone. The days of Paul are gone. The days of Daniel. These are the days of the household of faith church. God did not make a mistake by bringing this timeline. He knew it was going to be horrible. That means he put enough for me to handle this time. The gospel will not I will do the work of God. I will finish it. I will enter that place and they will say, well done, good and faithful servant. I am the head and not the tail. In the name of Jesus, I cannot be defeated. This is my time. This is my end. COVID. I will walk up and down. I will preach everywhere. I will colonize the world with the gospel. I was praying. I was like, this is my time. And you have to begin thinking like that. Otherwise, the rapture will be an escape. But we are told he's not coming for a week and wrinkly bride. Imagine you are getting married and bride make up with you. He should wrap me for who I am. Yeah, we're going to love. No, at beauty is skin deep. No, sis. You got to take care of yourself. And all the brothers said, Pantu. Yeah. Okay, no, let me not get. Let me not get. No. What I'm trying to tell you is he's coming for a pure and bride without wrinkle such thing. When you're preparing yourself for bride, brides are normally late. Because there's a way they must beautify themselves. There's a reason we stand when they are coming. But when the bride is coming, everyone wants to see. That means we will be watched by the heavenly hosts. We'll be watched. What will be said of your generation in the day that you live? Let me tell you a mystery. There are Bibles written of each generation. So in heaven, they are reading the previous generation what they did. This is what these were their acts. This is what they did. This is what they did not do. What will be said of you when the when the Lord opens your Bible to just be encouraged? You know, the Lord also needs encouragement from his children. There are some books I'm sure he looks at is like, yeah, <laughs> love. Then there are some he's excited to read. May that be you in the name of Jesus. God did not make a mistake. You know, people, I, I saw someone say, no, uh, the Lord, uh, they were saying, ah, sometimes I feel like my children were born in the wrong generation. That's a worldly mentality. Maybe if it had been born in the day of Nero, when they were killing Christians, they would get Christians, put them in wax, and use them for light in the gardens as they are chilling. Nero invented ways of killing the Christians. It was in his era, he was, he was responsible for the, for the killing of Paul and Peter. Which generation do you want to be born in as a Christian? Would you have managed? Have you ever heard of 
there are some brothers forgotten. They sold themselves as slaves, got the money, gave it to charity. And then they went into France to preach the gospel since they went as slaves. You think you, you will receive the same reward with them. When all you're asking is, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. Even put up a Gajela song. Forget it, forget it. There is a higher we should focus our eyes on. There are spiritual things we must begin focusing. I didn't say that. There are spiritual things we must begin focusing on. People sold themselves as slaves to spread the gospel. You can't be liked the same. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> People struggled for their lives. And they still went and what did they see? What are they thinking? You know what it means when we call you a deacon, a deaconess? Do, do you understand? That it means you have the capacity to turn a city upside down. One deacon, Philip, one. That one, he was not yet an evangelist. He's, he was one of the seven deacons. He went alone. After one night, I bypassed with Just went to a city, turned it upside down. Got witches saved. One witch was so intrigued that he wanted to buy the Holy Spirit. He cast out demons. And still... Do you know what it means to be a believer? Do you know what one, one the damage one believer can do? The book of 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, and I'm concluding. Here's what the Bible says. And when the servant of God early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He answered, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are against, than those who are with them. For those, you know, I'm reading it the way it's in my mind. Who taught me that? But it's true. <laughs> do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, look at this. The Bible goes on to say, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Someone say, open my eyes. You see the kind of boldness I have? Have you, ever see, have you even seen the miracles that have been happening? Have you been seen the testimonies that have been coming up? You can tell something has shifted. I didn't understand a lot till when... Uh, you know, the grace has shifted over your life. You are not just some ordinary believer trying to make it to heaven. If that was the case, the moment you got saved, he would have raptured you, but mm, we are together here. God is looking for your works. Works, fruits of righteousness. The song we used to sing in, the, back in, the, in my Catholic days. Yeah. 
I'm just telling you. But then when I read the Bible, I realized not every dead person is lucky, actually. Because the Bible says <laughs> their works followed them. The Bible says that the dead in Christ are blessed. I thought it was going to finish. Then it said, their works follow them. So, but if you're laying in a film, there are not Kwempe is like a Hebrew word <laughs> for almost <laughs> I remember one time when I wrote my exams for third year, I didn't course. I didn't feel spiritual warfare, the exams were just hard. So just in case there's any of you, just be honest sometimes. Because sometimes you check in the spirit, you find you've defeated all of them. Except your brain. <laughs> because believers have this issue where they defeat everything except their flesh. So, <clears throat> um, I, I write these exams and I said, oh Lord, grace. And the Lord gave me grace. I wrote those exams. Now, the way it was back in my school, in law school, if you fail, even a half course, you repeat the whole year. They take away your BC. They take away your room. And like my friend said, they even take away your girlfriend. Because <laughs> many people dated out of pride. Like, ah, he's a lawyer. So, no one knew, guys. The results at a point were like secret. I remember, they stuck the results. So, they could see who has failed and who's. By the time they're opening school, if you don't pass your sub, you'll be a year behind. So they all knew us. Yeah, we studied, please. You know, the exams came, we passed them. I even tucked in. Went back to school with all the guys who were in fourth year entering with them. Ah. But you could tell if my guys are looking at you and they're like, hey, my <laughs> it shows that <laughs> literally. You know? So even in heaven, it would be like that. Because the Bible says every man's works will be taken in a what? So the fire will include motive. Why did you do what you did? Because he said even if you gave your body to be, to be burnt, but you didn't do it out of love. There is no. So, the motive is key. So, you did that powerful thing. Yes, Lord, I did it. But look at your motive. You are doing it out of competition. Lord, I can cancel. 10% <laughs> Remember when I told you to do that thing? Yes, Lord, and I did it, but you did it at the time I didn't ask you to do. No, but Lord, I have circumstances, I was afraid. You remember the scripture for the one who buried the talent and was afraid, and you can't quote that scripture. You're like, oh, Lord, no, I can explain. And then the Lord is like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saved by grace. It's not through works. Oh, we have a gay back on. Oh, we are serious. 
Eu não dou conselho a qual é esse Jesus Cristo. Essa tal é mana onde? O que acha que mupchen com o cuni? Olha o que eu mando. Mas mupskeni, mupskeni, mupskeni. God is looking for works. Let me tell you some works that God is looking for. Number one, God wants you to serve him in church, in the department. Number two, in soul winning. Number three, the revelation of the word of God on your life must increase. Number four, your giving. In the New Testament, we don't give just to be blessed. The highest level of giving in the New Testament is because we are blessed. So, every time you give, it's a manifestation of the blessing. Because there's no one who And there's no one God does not give. Even the things that people receive on the street, the food that they receive, people can't say, oh, nobody likes me. Do you know in hell where people don't receive even the things they beg on the street there? So even if you pick something and you eat and you're okay, God gave it to you. It's just that the manifestations of the glory of God are in different realms. Some experience it to the fullest, others experience it scantily. Even unbelievers, the Bible says, it causes it to rain on the wicked and the righteous alike. Can't you see that's the glory of God? Someone will kill someone. Today, the air they're breathing is because God has allowed them. Ah, God is good. So you're giving. If God gives you a ten kwacha, take a one kwacha, die. Eh? Also, just be a blessing to people. Prayer. Your prayer life will be judged. It will go through a fire. Why were you begging the whole time? Give me, give me, give me, oh Lord, give me. I beg, I beg. Prayer life. When God gives you silence. <laughs> your prayer life. How you handled your relationships. The relationships that God, I'm telling you points of judgment. I walked, I've walked in the judgment seat of Christ before. You've read those things, right? They are all over social media. You read about them, you know about those. We'll talk about those later. Now, in conclusion, I'm talking about the proportion of the grace that God is going to supply as compared to the attack. Then he began to show me that the coming is this. They that are with you are more than they that are with them. So that means the releasing is more than the attacks. Last scripture here. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22. You have come to Mount to the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. You are not going to come. He says you have come. He's not saying God is working and bringing you. He says you have come. Hey, you realize that. Someone say, I have come. You have to understand the Bible. It's, this is not in the sweet by and by when we read 
No, 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 no. He says, you have come. You have to think like that. I am here. I've arrived. I don't need travel. And then, what is the place where I've arrived? He said, the heavenly Jerusalem. To how many angels? No wonder they were coming out. They were just swarming out of the portal. They were just swarming out. And there are many released as the prayers of the saints began to ascend. The power of God by manifestations of graces and angels began to come out. And I'm telling you, in the next few months, there is going to be manifestations of the glory of God. Hallelujah. You know, I can feel this thing in the spirit. It says, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church, the firstborn, firstborn DC. Do you know what firstborn means? That word firstborn in the Hebrew, in the Jewish culture, actually means the person who inherits everything. When a child reached, reached 30 years, it means he had the same right to the property as the father. Are you seeing that? That's why we are the general assembly. Because we assemble to decide on the things that we own. Do, do we, are we thinking like that? General assembly nimwe. Hallelujah. Wow. Who are registered in heaven. Look, a Christian is not someone who's just trying to make it, trying to make it to heaven. You're not just trying to make it to heaven, but you're stuck on somewhere. If there's a song the Bible says we are registered, meaning they are registers, and they are. This is why it's a lie. Sometimes the devil is always trying. To, some of you, the devil is always trying to make you work on your sins. No, remember what you did last time. Maybe the Lord is still working on the forgiveness. Some of you think like that. No, maybe the Lord is trying. Is still trying to. You still every time you want to you want to preach, then you remember the casting you did. <laughs> you are lost. Why? Because the accuser keeps pointing fingers at you. No. You just want to do some evangelism and the habit you used to have, the enemy comes. Big man, I just came to, uh, to remember, to remind you of a habit that uh, you're potentially a hypocrite because you do the same thing. Then you're like, finish you on fire. Ice. Just start telling the wrong, go for cancer ring. No! constantly accused. Hey, you're not just trying to make it to heaven. You, you are registered. Stop thinking like that. Some people, the problem is not the, the sin they did. It's the sin of unbelief. They don't believe God has forgiven them. So it's no longer the sin they committed. It's the fact that they don't believe that God has forgiven them. That's their new sin. Because the Bible says he's come to judging, to judge the, the world, the spirit of God, on account that they do not believe. Hallelujah. You're not telling me my time. Okay. I'm just... Seven minutes? Okay. I'm a burning mash in me when I start preaching. I can go on and on. Okay. I'm, I'm concluding this and I'm, I'm done. See, that's where we have come. So what the Lord is saying is, number one, where sin abounded, grace all the more abounded. That means every time we see an attack, in our minds, the level of defense or the backlash is greater than the attack. Are you seeing? That's, there's a way we must reason as believers. So, the kind of grace that God is going to begin releasing is indicative of the depth of the problem that we have. 
Or some of you, as at the time you begin seeing the manifestations of the spirit in such tremendous quantums, is a day that we are going to realize that, hey, we have a problem. Because how come? Hallelujah. Remember what the Lord told us at the beginning of this year? He said, he said, they are saying there's a second wave. But when the enemy comes in, he says, like a flood, the spirit of God will raise a standard against him. Can you compare a flood to a wave? So when they say there's a wave coming, as we are saying, there's a second wave. Hey! Hey! The spirit of the Lord is saying there's a first flood. Imagine like a wave is coming. Like a first one passes, ripple effect. Like a second one is coming nicely, feeling posh, announcing everywhere you end. Ah, there's going to be a second wave. It's just going to be destroying everybody. We need you to learn into your homes. And they're telling us all these things. And you need to close your doors. So, and then, imagine, there's a, just a wave, guys. And then a flood. Someone say flood. Do you believe? I want you to raise your hands and begin praying in the spirit if you can. If you're unable to, begin to acknowledge that every word that the Lord is bringing is true. We believe God. We receive the grace. We receive of his word.